Welcome to Lessons for Life, where we seek to learn, love, and live the Word of God. Now, here is James Long Jr. Hello, everyone. Today, I would like to talk to you about confession and repentance. Well, confession is an interesting thing because confession means to say the same thing as somebody else has said. Let's say in a particular situation, you have struggled with uh, doing something wrong against somebody. And let's say you've hurt them in some way. There's something within us, it's called pride, that wants to hide that and cover it up. And, and the scriptures tell us that we are called to confess that to one another. In Matthew chapter 5, it says that if you've sinned against someone and you know it, even if you're in the church service, you're supposed to leave the church service and go and be reconciled with that person. So confession is so important. We need to share the things that we've done wrong. In, in James chapter 4, it tells us if, if you are struggling with some particular sin, confess it to those that are in leadership. So confession means to say the same thing as another or to agree with another person. Confession is important in repentance, but also change is important in repentance. It means that in your mind, intellectually, and in your desires, emotionally, and in your will and actions, volitionally, you are changing. See, it's, it's not enough in repentance to say that I've done wrong. So many people do this today. They will say that they've done wrong. They will say that they've done something that is sinful. And what they will do is they feel a sense of remorse, the scriptures will say, but if there is no change that goes along with that sense, then it's just false or worldly sorrow that leads to no real change. But godly sorrow in Second Corinthians, we find, leads to change, and it needs to change in the way you think, your mind, intellectually, in your desires, emotionally, and in your will and actions, volitionally. In Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen, it says this, He who conceals his sin will not prosper, but he who confesses it and forsakes it finds mercy. So what we find are there are two strategies for dealing with sin. First is where you conceal it, where you hide it, where you cover it up. And to be honest, that's exactly what Adam and Eve did way back in the Garden of Eden. That is, as soon as they sinned, they, they felt what? They felt shame. But what did they do with the shame? They covered it up. They, they sewed fig leaves on, on the outside to cover up private parts. And they were thinking that by doing that, they would deal with the shame. But the shame was not external. The shame was internal. You can't cover it up. And then when they heard God coming, what did they do? They ran and hid. And then they continued to cover up by blaming, especially Adam, blaming Eve, and then even blaming God for the sin. And so what we do when we conceal our sin, we, we cover it up. For some people, they avoid it. For other people, they blame or avert it. They shift it, the blame to somebody else. For, for many of us, we anesthetize our guilt and our shame by trying to relieve the pain by something, maybe a substance or a relationship or, or work or whatever it may be. Concealing sin doesn't work. But the second strategy in Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen is to confess it, to say the same thing as the other person, to agree with it. And in this case, it would be with God to confess it. But it's not just confessing it, it is forsaking it. So I wonder if today you are struggling with some level of guilt and you know that you've done wrong. Then what I'll ask you to do is, is go to true repentance, confess it, say the same thing as God says about it, name it. Then I want you to change. I want you to change in the way you think. I want you to change in the way you desire. I want you to change in the way you 
uh, your actions and your will. I want you to stop covering it up. I want you to confess it. Confess it to God. And then maybe confess it to some spiritual leader in your life, a friend that will be able to hold you accountable. And know that the wonderful promise of 1 John 1, 9 is what? If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What a precious promise that is. Blessings. This has been Lessons for Life with James Long Jr. We hope you've been blessed. For more information, go to jameslongjr.org.